0: Hey there, and welcome to Shadow Facts. That's facts, as in horse-treat-sized pieces of information, a podcast about Lord of the Rings. But only the horse parts. I'm Joey. And I'm Caitlin. And
1: and this this is is our Oath. oath.
0: We vow to discuss every horse mentioned or visible in both the Lord of the Rings books and film adaptations, and we do mean every.
1: We vow to rank every horse mentioned above.
0: We vow to rewrite one of Tolkien's songs per episode to be about horses, live on the pod.
1: And last but not least, we vow to answer the call of Gondor when the beacon is lit, by which we mean answer your questions about Lord of the Rings horses to the best of our ability.
0: I can't think I'm
1: crying. <laughs> Hi. Hi.
0: Wait. Before we go there. Go where? I'm Joey.
1: Go where? Go to the end.
0: Go to the end of all things. Um Go to the far go there, the far
1: distant shining shore.
0: Yes. I'm Joey. Uh my pronouns are they, them, and he him. And we are covering Minute marker three forty fifteen until the end of Return of the King. Who are you?
1: Um, despair, agonized <laughs> wailing, whoa. I'm Caitlin, my pronouns are they them. To be honest, we did not watch all the credits. Does that make us fake fans a year and a half into this fucking project? <laughs> Maybe.
0: More than... We started this in June. We're almost at two years. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm counting it as a year and a half because
1: I think we had probably six months of inactive downtime.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: But two calendar years, yeah. Yes. Do you remember when we thought we were going to finish? In It was going to be... Well, before we even started, we thought it was going to be a couple of months project. And then... (laughs) (laughs) Which is already... Already a fool's errand. And then once we realized more of the scope of the thing, we were like, I bet if we hurry, we could finish in a year, which would be neat and tidy because it's the same length as the journey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: I think at the beginning we were like, okay, 12 episodes. Because <laughs> we were like four four episodes per, you know, book slash movie, essentially.
1: I mean, we did four episodes for just fellowship now, which is what I mean, there's a reason those episodes were like four fucking hours.
0: I mean, the first one is only an hour and 40 minutes.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But we were not letting ourselves talk about nearly as much stuff as we talk about
1: now. Yeah, I also think that both of us went into a fugue state, and, like, to protect us, our brains would not allow us to remember exactly how many horses there were in Two Towers.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's mostly on you. You know the movies way better than I do. Um... Okay!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh, I need to make one other announcement. Yes. I am recording in a new space because I moved a few months ago, um, a couple months ago, and uh, there's no like big truck that likes to idle outside for like 20 minutes at a time, but there are big trucks that drive past sometimes and they are quite loud, so I'm hoping that that will not be too much of a problem, and if it is, it will be a much briefer problem, but I'm just going to say that yeah. ahead of time because I'm not expecting you, Caitlin, to actually, like, perfectly scrub that stuff.
1: Well, if anything, this has been a show about appropriate expectations. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Okay. let's, let's dive in.
0: The last thing we saw was Frodo and Sam, but mostly it shows Frodo getting lifted by the eagles and carried away. And then it fades to white, almost completely to white. But you see like Frodo's, you know, face in the bed. I don't, does it go completely to white? I don't think it goes completely to white.
1: Um, I thought it was a full white fade, but I'd have to watch again to say. If
0: it does, it is so brief before we start seeing Frodo. However many days later. Yeah. Frodo's in bed. Sleeping peacefully, he wakes up, he's wearing a great nightshirt situation with, like, curvy V-shaped yoke situation. And then these, like, this, like, ruching at the tops of the sleeves, like, like a drop shoulder, but then there's ruching. It's great. Um, and Gandalf is there.
1: And Frodo. Freddo looks good. Like, he looks... He still looks a little rough, but he looks dewy, you know? Yeah. 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 Frodo, when Frodo and Gandalf see each other, this is some more of, we've talked about the Ian McKellen eye acting TMTM. He
0: is so good.
1: And then our matching set of beautiful curly golden retrievers, Merry and Pippin, come bouncing in and fling themselves. Are they golden
0: retrievers or are they yellow labs?
1: Yellow Labs, honestly, I think they're what are those? Um, they're match pair. Are of they Irish Labradoodles? Centers. They're Irish setters. Oh, okay. Okay. With the red I hair. just
0: yeah, I feel like, uh, body language wise, they're Labradoodles.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But they come, they come like bounding in and fling themselves upon the bed. And, yeah, and all over Frodo. It's very good.
0: This whole segment is in like slow mo.
1: Not not a very pronounced slow mo, but no, a but just a little bit.
0: And really, that's kind of how all of the next twenty minutes feel. Like even the bits that are not actually slow mo, I don't know. It feels very montagey. It feels very like zoomed out. Mm-hmm. The music feels like, uh, okay, you know that thing in music. <laughs> Uh-huh. There's a specific word for it, and I cannot remember that term, um, where, like, you're in one time signature, but then the composer writes it in such a way that it temporarily it feels sounds like, like you're in a different time signature, often like a, a longer one, a more spread out one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know Do what you Do you know you're the word about. for that? No, I don't. I'm sure there is a word.
0: Okay, well, it kind of feels like that's what's happening with the music. Like, the music, I don't know, it just feels zoomed out. It feels broader.
1: Yeah, there definitely is that sense of... That throughout all of this, I think zoomed out and, like, slightly, slightly unconnected, like, Mm -hmm. it it, it hits, it doesn't... It's not emotionless. It is very full of emotion. But I feel like the filmmaking and the music do communicate some element of like Frodo being able to fully like re-engage or like be here. Like Frodo, Frodo mm. is so dreamy throughout all of this. Like Frodo is yeah, Frodo looking and reacting out. to everything from like five steps yeah. back and through a haze and it, yeah,
0: it communicates he's just all of Permanently that. dissociating. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i i mean i don't think i would go that far but like everything is
0: no but like he kind of is
1: everything is in that different key signature and frodo is not
0: time signature yes well frodo
1: might be in a different key who knows you know yeah um yeah what's that
0: you know that um description of like the adjectives that go with different key signatures oh, from Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: There's, like, gay, moody, and, um, mysterious. Right, uh-huh. and sometimes
0: it's, like, I don't know, like, gay and melancholy, or, like, yeah. <laughs> triumphant and joyous, or, you know, yeah. I don't know what key Frodo is in, but one of those. Yeah. Anyways, that's just, that's, like, a, a meta note on this whole thing. And then Gimli comes in, looking, as you said, slightly deranged.
1: It's poor... Jonathan Rhys-Davies is so allergic to the prosthetics that I think his eyes are just kind of puffified. Um, But, yeah. And then Legolas appears.
0: Proto forgets his name. Yeah. (laughs) Legolas is wearing this delicious texture of silk with a great collar and... I love it so much. Also, can I just say, I'm sorry, this is a side note.
1: On our podcast?
0: (laughs) There's this picture of Elrond that I keep seeing around, like, I saw it on Twitter recently. And (laughs) I don't know how to say this. Um, It just, Elrond has some real, like, tits in that picture.
1: Oh, (laughs) you they're have really, to link You have to send it to me. Oh, hold on. I'm, really... gonna do, I'm gonna do a risky <laughs> Google. Hold on.
0: Oh my god. No, it's just like it's <laughs> his chest is pulling at the fabric slightly in a way that is really distracting to me. I'm gonna
1: send you, gonna send you a screenshot of the warning that Google has given me about my about my Google search. <laughs> Uh, okay, hold on, hold on.
0: <laughs> yeah, no shit, some results may be explicit. Yeah,
1: for the, for the podcast audience, I googled Elrond tits, and it popped up a big banner that said some results may be explicit. hmm Oh no.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't I, know why you thought that would bring you anything Well, good. I thought
1: it would bring me the picture that you were describing, um,
0: no cuz I don't think another person would necessarily look at it and think that
1: <laughs> Okay, well you'll have to f- you'll have to send it to me because I'm curious. I know. I'm trying
0: to let's see where would this we'll tweet it. Um
1: Let me I just it's like kind of add tweet L round tits to my list of to-do. The <laughs> side.
0: And um
1: I feel like we've let's... really undermined the sad and serious tone of Farfanelli episodes so far I think, I'm,
0: I think I'm trying to avoid it because I'm like not ready to be sad I mean we just watched it I'm already sad but yeah. like um okay this is not the original of this picture it's like him superimposed on I don't know shots from the new show or from something I don't fucking know But it does have the angle of him. Uh, Let's see.
1: Uh, I also found the key and mode description that you were talking about. And I think for Frodo, I'm choosing C minor, obscure, and sad. Yeah. Oh, God. Or maybe A minor, tender, and plaintive. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, right?
1: Yeah. uh Uh-huh. I I see what you're getting at.
0: Um, enough about... Elrond tits, barely contained in silk. Uh.
1: (laughs) Explicit tag. (laughs) Aragorn is here!
0: Then Aragorn comes in, looking great in red. Um, His hair is a little longer. He's beautiful. He's gorgeous. I wish he had a little more interaction with Frodo here. It makes sense for Legolas to just sort of stand there serenely looking at Frodo. But, like, Aragorn and Frodo were definitely closer than that. And I want him to, like, I don't know, kiss Frodo's brow or, like... Yeah,
1: grab his hand. Put a
0: hand on his shoulders. Yeah, something. Like...
1: Yeah, yeah. And then... Oh, hold on, hold on. And during all of this, the fellowship theme is playing because this is the first yes. time that they have been reunited.
0: And then Sam appears in the doorway looking like a fucking angel wearing like a shirt that is very similar to Frodo's, but a little less ruched and things.
1: It's because Sam always gets the less fancy version of whatever Frodo has.
0: Yeah. He's so beautiful. And then you see Frodo and then you see Frodo see Sam. And the moment you see Frodo see Sam, the Shire theme kicks in because Sam is home to Frodo.
1: Wow, you stole my exact line from when we watched it. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. It's extremely good. Like that might be the single greatest emotional music cue of the film series to me. It's
0: really good. Yeah. And then Sam like gives him this little smile. They just communicate so much with, just with their, their eyes, eyes yeah. here. It's really good. It's honestly some of Frodo's better acting or some of Elijah Wood's better acting in the whole thing, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Before we cut away from the scene, like one of the final things that's happening. Oh god, is it Mary or Pippin? Like flings flings himself back on the bed, like as the shot is <laughs> cutting away. Just <laughs> Yeah, really playing up that labradoodle Irish Setter. Uh
0: huh. Uh um, huh.
1: Yeah. When we were watching this time, you were worriedly to yourself saying to Marion Pippin, "Please be gentle with him."
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, and then we like zoom out slash cut to uh the precipice, the promontory, the
1: pinnacle, whatever, yeah,
0: of Minas Tirith. The thing that Denathor flung himself off of. Sorry to put it that way, but...
1: Yeah, Minas Tirith's... Um... I, got, I wanted runway. to say Dickbolt. What is wrong with me? I'm, like, in a mood today. Um... Minas Tirith's great. I, let's go with Promontory.
0: <laughs> Doc?
1: A... Um... Um...
0: And the... There's a a really smooth musical transition here between the Shire theme and then this, like, music for like Aragorn's uh coronation. It's just, it's it's good, it's effective,
1: yeah. And the whole promontory is packed with, I think, like, every surviving member of Minas Tirith of uh four,
0: yeah, plus some, plus some others
1: for the coronation. Gandalf
0: um holds up the crown and puts it on Aragorn and he says something about kings the time of king
1: the time of king the king time? yeah king time king o'clock
0: <laughs> it's king time baby <laughs> and
1: then <laughs> are we not gonna talk and about he Aragorn's says, hair in this scene his beautiful shiny waves
0: gonna talk about it in a minute but we can okay.
1: I just it's beautiful and shiny
0: I still prefer him in earlier scenes, but it is beautiful and shiny.
1: His hair looks great here, which doesn't work as well for me as the beard.
0: Yeah, I, like, I still think he's handsome with the beard, but also, like, I don't know, he's wearing a lot more, right? Like, he has bulkier armor, and, like, it's fine and cool and stuff, but, like, I want that, like, you know, kind of rangy, leather-clad Grimy man.
1: Yeah. I mean, he has donned a, a new identity of sorts. Yeah. Because he's got, like, the full, like, male skirt. Yeah. And, like, plate mm-hmm. armor. Um, which we saw... I mean, he, he wore that plate armor earlier. And he's got the, that red velvet. Did he? Didn't he wear the... He wore...
0: He was not wearing that plate armor when they rode out to battle. But
1: he was wearing a plate armor.
0: Maybe. I know he was wearing Gondor-branded stuff, but he's it Sorry, was not... he is
1: not wearing plate armor. He's wearing a pauldron. Yeah. yeah. He might be wearing a, a plate armor under, but he's got, like, he's got that um, jerkin over it that has the white trio of yeah. Gondor embroidery. Yeah. I kind of imagined
0: that he was wearing, I don't know, like, chainmail under that, but...
1: Yeah. No, he, he's um, definitely... He's wearing mail yeah. and not... He's... I think the only plates yeah. he's actually wearing are pauldrons. Yeah. So you're correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's I a mean, different... it's it's the era of like dad bod Autocorn, I guess, which I think can be hot. I want to see more of it what?
1: though. <laughs> he's not. It's not a dad bod. His physique didn't change. He's just. It's like he's changed by the like trappings of the station.
0: Yes, I just think it gives the illusion of him having like filled out in a way that, um, I'm not used to.
1: He is no longer the ranger, he is a larger-than-life figure, he's the king. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do like that red velvet, like, turtleneck situation. Yes,
0: yes, that is good. Anyways, Gandalf says, king time, baby, and then more quietly, like, just to Ottergorn, says, may it be blessed. Or may yeah. they be blessed if it's, like, the days of the king. I don't... Whatever the fuck he says. Now are the
1: days of the king. Yeah. May they be, And may they be blessed, I think.
0: Yeah. And it feels sweet. And Ottergorn gives him a little smile and then sort of, like, has a moment of, I don't know, I think, like, melancholy and sort of, like, bracing himself before he turns around and addresses the crowds.
1: Definitely a moment of, like, preparation and stealing yeah. himself. Yeah.
0: Just, it feels effective. We were talking while watching this about, like, at this point, he doesn't really know what's up with Arwen. Like, the last time he was actually with her physically and they talked, they essentially broke up. Because he was like, you can't, like, you can't sacrifice your immortality for me.
1: And that was back in uh, Fellowship...
0: Yeah, when he was literally at Rivendell. And he has since heard from Elrond that she, like, I don't know, is dying because she tied her fate to Middle Earth. But he doesn't, he hasn't heard anything from her directly or know anything about anything. He's ready to be king, but I feel like he's also, like, sad and unsure about all of that. And he addresses the crowd and then he sings. Do you wanna talk about the what he's singing there?
1: Uh yeah, yeah, I do. I do wanna mention that when he like turns around seen as the king, like with the crown for the first time, Gimli is like looking at him like open mouthed. It's this very like sweet, mm-hmm. small moment of like Gimli perceiving his his friend. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, This elvish song that he sings, it's what Aragorn says when he's crowned in the books. Um, Out of the great sea to Middle-earth I am come. In this place I will abide and my heirs unto the ending of the world.
0: Hmm. He starts walking and sort of like greeting people. Um, I guess before he sings, we get a shot of Eowyn and Faramir side by side, like smiling. And they look beautiful. They look radiant. Like the two of them fucking glow. I love them. They deserve the world. Then he's walking and then Legolas like, meets him with a contingent of elves. And he and Legolas have a moment and um, as you will recall, uh, my headcanon is that he and Legolas are like friendly, supportive exes. Mm-hmm. And it very much feels like Legolas sort of like gives him his blessing and then like hands him off. <laughs> Here um to what is revealed to be Arwen um who is initially hidden behind a banner and then like that gets held aside and she's there and she's beautiful and he's like surprised and like concerned yeah it, it's and... such
1: a it's such a good moment because all of this happens like wordlessly like he sees her and he has such an intense expression on his Face Mm -hmm. and she, looking like kind of uncertain, like bows her head to him, Mm -hmm. and he tilts her chin back up, and they look at each other for a moment, and then, the kiss.
0: And then he he goes for it. He He goes for for it it. with like an open mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you see it, and they kiss passionately, and then she is like laughing, and I think that might be the
1: best. On-screen kiss in the series.
0: Probably. Besides, like, Frodo kissing Sam's forehead. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Um. Also, Hugo weaving in this whole scene, like, because he is kind of to the side of and slightly behind Arwen, is giving us so much face acting. And he is so good at it. And it's... Just incredibly. There's effective.
1: also we laughed because we've now watched this segment like you know several times together. There's a mm-hmm. Gondorian guard over his shoulder who is just like laughing and having a ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy for him. I do want to go back to this scene between Aragorn and Arwen for just a moment because one of the things that I really like about it is like it, it, there's I feel like there's so much happening. Like we talked about like how things were left. There's some like ambiguity, and I love how that is conveyed. Mm-hmm. Like these two people seeing each other again, and like not knowing exactly like how the other feels is really good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, the guard over Elrond's shoulders. Are you talking about the me guard or the other? No, no, no. The the guard guy. who
1: has that like bell, pointy bell, Gondor and. Face come oh, yeah, out. The other who's side. who's just like, he's just laugh. He's very visibly like <laughs> laughing. He's just like having the time of his fucking life. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, the other person visible over Elrond's shoulder. <laughs> Once it's like sort of Arwen is with Aragorn, and it's a shot of just Elrond and whoever is behind him. I had a screenshot of that. On my phone. I think I had saved it because of like Elrond's hair or outfit or something.
1: For those Elrond titties.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but that's not the Elrond tits picture. (laughs) Um, And, you know, Google Photos on my phone is like, I'm gonna, you know, identify all the pictures with you in them, Joey. And it asked if I was in that picture as this extra, this very bearded extra (laughs) (laughs) over Elrond's shoulder. (laughs) Who is also having a great time. And I don't... I don't know what I, I don't know. There you is did no you resemblance. You finally wished
1: yourself into Lord of the Rings. I,
0: yeah, it's official. I was there. That's me in that shot. And then... Aragorn and Arwen sort of start walking, I guess, back up the aisle, And then they come upon the Hobbits. It's a little unclear, like, where... The hobbits have been in this whole situation, but they're there now. <laughs> standing there in, like, nice but not very fancy clothing. And they bow to Ottergorn. And he says the famous line, You bow to no one. And then he, like, kneels and bows to them. And then, like, everyone does. And they're standing there, and Pippin and Merry look sort of pleased and sort of awkward, and Sam and Frodo look, like, very sort of uncertain. Frodo especially.
1: Frodo Frodo looks like he is not there. Like, Frodo is elsewhere.
0: Yeah. He's got some real worried eyebrows happening.
1: And then it zooms out from there. There's the... Yeah, wait,
0: sorry. Do you have... I don't know. How do you... How do you feel about the Hobbit's The bowing to the hobbits moment. Does that, like, I don't know, and, like, their facial expressions and just, I don't know, does it work for
1: you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, obviously that whole chapter about, like, them being honored... Um, And also, during Aragorn's coronation in the book, when he's like, this is not just me, like, due to the help of the Fellowship and uh, of Gandalf, like, it feels like it echoes all of that in a way that is powerful and also concise. Yeah. So, yeah, it it does work for me. And I love this moment for the hobbits to, like, look out over what has happened and, like, let it sink in and see the emotions of it, like, play across their faces.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I think I struggle with it a little a little bit just because it is also compressed at the end and it makes it makes perfect sense for it to be compressed, given that this is a movie that is already long and like it's been so arduous in certain ways in terms of like Frodo and Sam's journey and just like this and that that there's sort of a relief in this like, you know, floating through this last 20 minutes. I don't know. And it just feels a little like, oh, like, Aragorn's coronation, and then, I mean, of course the hobbits are there, and then there's this little moment, and then we're done with that, and I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I want to be different.
1: It is, It is floaty. Like, floaty is a good word for it, but I think that works for me. Yeah. Because, like, from Frodo's point of view, like, it captures this, like, sense of like dream like in the book he refers to it as everyone else is like oh I'm waking up from a dream and Frodo is like "No, I am falling asleep coming back to this that sense of like unreality and disconnectedness Mm -hmm. from everything afterward Yeah.
0: yeah I think that's I think that's what it is I think it's that like I am feeling that sort of unease and whatever and I mean like we talked about in the book even where Frodo is like, I don't want to pick up a weapon again. And Gandalf is like, you have to for this. Like, you have to sort of appear as a hero right now. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I didn't like that. But I don't think Tolkien likes it either. Like, <laughs> you know, I just have a hard time separating the framing and my own feelings. And the, yeah, I words are hard. Does that make sense, though?
1: Yeah, yeah, no. I- Part
0: of me wants... It to feel just like good and triumphant and satisfying and it doesn't completely because it doesn't because it doesn't for the hobbits
1: i mean you're you're literally experiencing like the difference the difference of experience between sam and frodo
0: right yeah well i mean sam doesn't look a hundred percent happy about it either but
1: no, Like, no. to some extent, but, yes. Yeah, About this one thing, like, Sam is able to fully reintegrate and, like, have
0: that, yeah. like, yeah. slow
1: satisfaction that Frodo is not able to. And you want that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do.
1: And then I really like the transition away from this, which is, yes, it's that wide it shot of, like, the tiered city and its really recognizable outline, which becomes the symbol of it on the map. And then we fly over the map.
0: And there's some narration by Frodo who says, And so the fellowship, though eternally bound by friendship and love, was ended. <sighs> and then you see ponies. You see the four hobbits on ponies returning to the Shire. We're going to talk about those ponies shortly. We're
1: going to talk about those ponies.
0: What do you have to say about this? I mean, they're all in their like fancy getup, like Gondor gear, Rohan gear. Sam is wearing a beautiful brown velvet cloak. Yeah, and what's his face gives them a suspicious I look th- as they think ride that's by. Supposed to
1: be Farmer Maggot.
0: Mm. Yes, I could not remember.
1: You you pointed out that you thought it was weird that they weren't wearing their. You you felt like they should have been wearing their cloaks from Galadriel.
0: Their fellowship cloaks, yeah. But once I looked at what they were actually wearing, some more, I'm like, I understand. Yeah, okay we because we talked about like. Sense.
1: The thing that this is communicating is how out of place they look in the shire after their adventures. And so like been by I mean, actually velvets are very shire, but these like extremely fancy, like heraldic objects are Mm -hmm. out of place in a way visually that like a nice cloak maybe wouldn't be.
0: Yeah, velvet is not out of place, but like velvet vests, not like velvet cloaks. Like a velvet cloak is not an especially practical thing.
1: That's very rude to me and my, and my, (laughs) the the cloak I made and the velvet cloak I made in Seventh Drain, but fine.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That's like a velour cloak.
1: Yeah, Um, it was absolutely a crushed velour. Yeah. Well, and, and again, the, the heraldry stuff, like. Yeah. Pippin is wearing like Gondor colors.
0: Yeah. And like his Gondorian tunic.
1: Yeah. And Mary is wearing this like elaborate collar piece. That is like yeah. clearly, uh, ro- like Rohirrim design.
0: And then we see a shot of the outside of the Green Dragon, and guess who <laughs> is tethered outside? It. it is our old friends Enigma and Blaze, who are like, still in the there same spots. and in love, same spots, but like in daylight now.
1: For a ho- for like a movie that has I would say a flirtatious relationship with horse continuity. I can't believe that they did this specifically yeah. for us. I yes. Peege, I know we've been down on you sometimes, but thank I mean you. a flirtatious relationship
0: with continuity in general, as we saw even in these 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. It's hard. It's a big it's a big production. But yes. <laughs> yeah. We we were freaking out. So much when we watched the video and realized it was in fact them.
0: yes uh and then they're in the green dragon there are some great shots of andy circus as a <laughs> hobbit he has a nice little hobbit cameo with huge a pumpkin. huge and pumpkin just, making- just like being so excited about it he's like
1: ah yeah, it's because they're like okay i know we've had you be this weird little gremlin for most of the film but like let's have you in as just a guy and andy circus is like Right, got it. And then makes the most gremlin noises in the pub. Like, he's, like, he's got a little rag and is, like, spit-shining his pumpkin. And, like, everyone is admiring it. And he's going, ah, ah.
0: <laughs> it's beautiful. It's great. You see the four hobbits sitting at a table with their beautiful ceramic mugs of
1: We spend beer. a lot of time talking about the tankards.
0: They all look a little, like, quiet and unsure,
1: Yeah, I love this because we actually, like, the camera spends some time with each of them and we see the different ways that each of them Mm -hmm. react. Montage is a good way to describe this. Like, this ending does gallop, but I I really like that they took a little bit of time here for us to spend with each of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Frodo looks wistful and, like, you see Sam looking at Frodo, which I love, like, I wish this movie let them actually kiss, but it it gives us some really good, like, eye communication mm-hmm. between them. And, like, really shows Sam's care for Frodo. And then Sam sees Rosie Cotton.
1: There's an interesting musical thing here, too, which is, like, during the little, like, round table of introspection. There's, like, serious, quiet strings music playing. It's not quite the fellowship motif, but it does end on that ba-ba-ba interval of the fellowship. And then Mm. we see Sam Mm -hmm. looking at Rosie Cotton. That is, like, that is that transitional moment. So it's, like, fellowship of, like, him. (laughs) Yeah. It's the fellowship moment as each of them are, like, you know, pondering mm-hmm. their brave deeds. And Sam is kind of visibly stealing himself to go talk to this girl. And then it bursts forth into the, like, kind of plucky, goofy Shire theme, which is a really yeah, fun Yeah, I mean, it, it,
0: it, is, it is him re-engaging yeah. with yeah. his Shire life.
1: Yeah, and, we see, yeah. and then we see him walk away from the table. We don't see what happens, but we see... Mary, Pippin, and Frodo all crank around to watch, of course, and (laughs) And their reactions to it, which is really good.
0: It's it's really nice. The continuity thing here is that you see Sam, like, toasting with a mug that looks like a pretty uniformly dark color with, like, a light green um, inside. Um, And then when... You actually have the close-up of him taking a drink before he goes to talk to Rosie. He is holding a mug that has a lot of red and black on it, which looks like Frodo's mug in the previous shot, and Frodo is sitting right across from him. So maybe continuity, maybe Sam was like, I need additional beer for this, and grabbed
1: Frodo's. In the before times, (laughs) my friends and I would go to the bar and each order a different drink and then straight up just like pass them round table around the table oh, so just everyone like rotate tried them. everything. Yeah. We did yeah. this for year. I mean, I we don't do that any I mean, we don't go to the bar. I mean, this is right. this is an artifact, yeah. but yeah, it did remind yeah. me of that.
0: Yeah. And then it cuts to Sam's wedding and Sam kissing Rosie. It's a very nice kiss. It apparently was a very difficult kiss for Sean Astin to film because he had i don't know only ever kissed his wife or something. Yeah,
1: he 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 has talked about how like a thing as an actor that he is very uncomfortable with is like is like kissing actors who are not his wife and so they did like fucking 30 takes of this which is you have to imagine like the pressure is building and it's just like it's worse and worse every time. And so um the this is such a like famous behind the scenes story. I love it. But what they did to um get Sean Aston to relax is Vigo Mortensen
0: well what i mean what Vigo Mortensen, Mortensen did, chose right, not, to was do spontaneously
1: <laughs> Sean was having a hard time and so the other actors like came in to watch they were not there ahead of time they like came in like specifically because mm. he was having a hard time and then Vigo Mortensen to, like, at the moment support. that Sam was supposed to be Kissing Rosie was like grabbing Billy Boyd and kissing him, and kissing Dominic Monaghan to kind of help him relax, which is like Viggo Mortensen truly sounds like such a weird little forest creature.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a very okay kiss, Sean. You did fine.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's sweet. Like it looks, it looks good. It looks, it looks yeah. like a very Sam Wise kiss. Um and you see all the hobbits looking on and clapping and Frodo looks happy and then you gradually see his smile sort of like fade and he goes back to looking lost and melancholy which is heartbreaking.
1: And we were pointing out here that everyone is wearing shire colors except Frodo who is still wearing, wearing the kind sort of,
0: of like silvery
1: Yeah, like pale cool like gray, silver blues. Yeah. And Rosie tosses her bouquet, which Pippin catches. Yeah. And it's a flirty moment. I We were talking yeah. about, we talked about this in uh, L.O.T.R. Minute with Norman Cassie and we're salty about this for some reason because it's, it's totally fine. It's kind of a flirty little moment because the hobbit next to Pippin like does some like little eyes at him when he catches it and he's just does like a little like yup yep, yup nod.
0: Yeah, I was weird about that moment when we were talking with Norman Cass um, and I don't know why I had such a problem with it. I just want to say that sometimes I'm unreasonable and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know. I think it was just hard to jump into when, it, like, we were literally watching a single minute and there was no...
1: Part of being a human being is that experiencing the same media in different context feels really different. Like, you're allowed to have something hit you one yeah. way sometime in another. Like, I'm thinking yeah. about how many times we have changed each other's mind or watched the same moment and yeah. been... and then felt differently about it. Yeah, yeah, and gone in different directions, so I don't know what what we were on about, but yeah, I it was fine.
0: Yeah, I just, I think I was feeling really cranky at the time in general about um, what felt like forced comic relief to me. Yeah. Because um, I have problems with the way Peter Jackson does that sometimes. We, we've so, talked about that, yeah. Yeah, so I was just feeling very, like, that way about the moment.
1: I think we were also coming from the depths of early Two Towers. At that, that point, we're, like, Probably. literally the only woman to be found is Eowyn. And so we were, like, because we were... Yeah. I remember in our own recordings, we had been talking about like the ways that women get like shoehorned into this story or not like the ways that they're included or not. So I think maybe we were feeling some of that and kind of let it out at that time. It's, you know, that's, that's, that's experiencing media, baby.
0: (laughs) And then it cuts to Frodo alone at home and he's narrating and saying things like, how do you pick up the threads of an old life?
1: His voice, in this voiceover, and when he's talking to Bilbo and to uh, Sam and Marion and Pippin later at the Grey Havens, like, he speaks so much differently than he used to. Like, he is speaking through a curtain to everyone else. Yeah. Hmm.
0: And then he is writing, he's finishing his portion of the Red Book, and then his... Wound hurts him, and he goes up to like put his hand to it. Here's the other continuity thing: he's holding oh my God, his Joey. quill pen, You're
1: doing the cinema sense segment yeah. over here. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. Um, he's holding the quill pen when he puts his hand up to his shoulder, and then a second later, his hand is still there, but the pen is not there. Anyways, um, and Sam like instantly knows that Frodo is not okay, and comes in and asks him what's wrong.
1: And it's the two-year anniversary of Weathertop.
0: Is it only the two-year anniversary?
1: He says it's the anniversary of Weathertop. I think he says two Mm. years to the day, but I might be incorrect.
0: Okay. Um, I'm just thinking about, I don't know how long after that they do the Grey Havens thing.
1: Well, it's not—it's not clear because all of this is like montage eyes,
0: right? But when Sam comes back from the Gray Havens, he, he has, has, has two, two children. Yeah, one of whom is old enough to be like running around. So that's—that's that's all. And then Sam looks at like the title page and reads it and it has the bit by bilbo and then it has the bit that frodo's added and frodo's signature is fucked up looking but cute. you were
1: you were really hung up on this the r is kind of squished between think, the f and, and the
0: o. o is so big
1: i just yeah. think it's funny
0: it's hard to write with a quill pen
1: it's hard to i think it's hard to as someone with bad it's handwriting, hard to write. Only, i can't always read my own handwriting like i get it yeah. And Frodo mentions to Sam here, like, there's still room for a little bit left, right? Or is that later? Yes. I think that's No, here.
0: he says there are a few pages left. Yeah. He doesn't say that it's for Sam to fill, but he no, says a few No, but it's a little bit a of
1: pages left. foreshadowing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And then they're on ponies at the Green Dragon, and a cart comes up. Frodo rides to meet it. And then we cut to, like, the ponies and cart sort of strung out along this, like, road. And Frodo is in the cart, driven by Gandalf with Bilbo. And Frodo and Bilbo are, like, leaned up against each other talking.
1: Yeah, I'm very touched always by, like, the interactions between Frodo and Bilbo, where Bilbo is, like, showing his age and his, like, fragility. Bilbo asks um, about the ring. He's like, do you still have that old ring of mine? I should like to have seen it one last time.
0: Yeah, and Frodo says um, that he lost it, and he looks sort of sad.
1: Bilbo seems to fall asleep at the answer, and Frodo, like, tucks his head in to sleep. And Frodo's hair has grown out here. He has a really cute and enviable little mullet going on. Yeah,
0: I think it's still more of a shag than a mullet, but it's definitely like there's more of that than previously. It is good.
1: And then we arrive at the Gay Havens.
0: Gandalf's husband is there, Kyrdon. Looking
1: in the background.
0: We get, like, nothing of him. He's just this, like, very background (laughs) figure, but he's there. Gandalf is there. I mean, Gandalf has been with them, but...
1: Gandalf the, I know we oh, talked Elrond. about this.
0: No I was gonna say Elrond is there. Oh yes. Elrond is Elrond here. Rond Galadriel is, is here. Celeborn is, is here.
1: Cirdan is here. Everyone is fucking here. Gandalf we talked about this during LOTR minute. We'll link it. Go listen to it. It's good. Gandalf has the most luscious half pony.
0: Yeah but also a really fluffy That beard. might as
1: well be Shadow Facts tale. It's so fucking thick and glossy. It's I mean, maybe he knew he knew he was going to see Cirdan, yeah. and so he was like, "I had to put a little extra effort in." Oh, because he hasn't yeah. seen Cirdan. Like, uh-huh. how long?
0: I <laughs> we don't knows, we man. certainly
1: don't understand the timelines.
0: <laughs> um, Elrond is looking great and acting great as usual. Galadriel is looking great and acting great as usual. Celeborn is giving us nothing as usual.
1: <laughs> you have to admire the consistency.
0: He is j- he, like he he just exists. He just stands there and looks mediocre.
1: <laughs> Fuck, that's so mean. <laughs>
0: Am I wrong?
1: No, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying it's mean to say out loud instead of in your head. <laughs> <laughs> that's what podcasts are for. Yeah, keep it inside, baby. Um <laughs> Yeah, so all the elves leave. Galadriel I've, I love this moment of Kate Blanchett acting so much. Galadriel, like, looks out to the boat and to the shore and looks back to the Hobbit and then has this, like, moment of, like, very intense, playful eye contact.
0: Yeah, it's really good. And then Gandalf is, like, saying goodbye to the Hobbit. Oh, we forgot. Bilbo got on the boat. Going.
1: We forgot to... Bilbo, oh, right. Of Bilbo course. Is, like, yes. Bilbo sees it and, like, instantly perks up and looks rejuvenated and is like... I yes. quite think I'm ready for one last adventure, and gets on the boat.
0: Yes, the hobbits do not know yet that Frodo oh God, is oh also God, oh going God, oh to God. go on the boat. So, like, they're sad because Gandalf is leaving and saying goodbye, and they're all like tearing up and looking sort of heartbroken. And then Gandalf is like, "The time has come, Frodo." Well, well
1: yeah, okay. I want to kind of zoom in. Yeah, on a few same order.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so you're right. Um Frodo oh, the, doesn't the look. Right. So the, one, while yes. Gandalf is explaining to the others that he's leaving, Frodo is not looking at Gandalf. Frodo is watching Merry and Pippin and Sam as they react and they all begin to sniffle and cry because he, he
0: already He knows. already
1: knows. And then Gandalf walks away from them and gets like to the edge of the what's i know this i'm i was a ship kid i know this what the gangplank good lord mm-hmm. um gets like to the edge of the gangplank and then turns back and says it's time frodo and merry and pippin and sam all whip around to look at him yeah and then frodo is still wearing this is the same as in the wedding scene but i want to point it out again that
0: yeah, I mean, I think it's more pronounced now because in the wedding scene it was almost white, so it yeah. was like not as clear of different. Well, a and it was and it wearing... was still
1: hobbity textures. It was still like yeah, a, of it was he's... still like velvets and linens, and here mm-hmm. it's like you made an unhappy sound about linens. Was that incorrect?
0: Uh, probably his shirt was linen. Shirt, I'm pretty yeah. sure the vest the vest he was wearing in the wedding scene was like satin mm. or silk or something brocadey not velvet Okay, but it was still he fit in more and yeah. now he looks more clearly like bluish grey like
1: elf silk I can't believe we didn't name a horse elf silk I guess there's still time <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: uh huh and then Frodo says we set out to save the shire and it has been saved but not for me. He hugs Marion and Pippin. And Sam is just like watching and crying. And it's fucking so heartbreaking. Um and then and then he and Sam hug. And Sam is like holding on for dear
1: life. Yeah, they like they cling on to each other. Sam
0: you see Sam's face over Frodo's shoulder as they're holding each and other you don't and Sam see is Frodo's like face. crying but then you also see Sam sort of like try to compose himself you know cuz also like he knows he knows that Frodo has to go
1: yeah and he and, and he wants what's best for Frodo
0: yeah and then Frodo kisses his forehead and they like look at each other, and it they could so easily like actually kiss right there. It like they are so close to doing it. The feeling is there, regardless.
1: I do want those like recognitions of their like romantic relationship on the screen, but also this forehead kiss is so like,
0: yeah, I mean,
1: it, what I love about it so much is that. It's not only like, you're important to me and I'm letting you go, but it also, it feels like this, like, formal isn't the word, but it, it feels like a blessing. Like
0: like a, like a benediction. Yeah,
1: like a benediction.
0: Yeah. <sighs> mm. And then Frodo turns and walks onto the boat, and as he's, like, halfway up the gangplank, the sea air hits him, and a little bit of, like, the light that is sort of setting in the west And you sort of see it like change him. Like he can feel the promise of like actual healing and peace and rest. And he turns back to them, smiles, like actually smiles in a way that we haven't seen from him.
1: He's bathed in this like golden light coming from the west, whereas, like, in all the scenes, like, even when there's, like, sunshine, the color of his skin has been, like, very cool. Yeah. He's looked dewy, but still, like, kind of pale and drawn.
0: Like he's just, like, walking in permanent twilight.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and we see that color shift. Yeah. Walking in permanent twilight is really good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and the ship sails off. And Mary and Pippin turn and start walking back, and Sam lingers a little longer, like watching the ship disappear into the light on the horizon.
1: Yeah, and during all of this, the instrumental theme for Into the West, the Annie Lennox song Mm
0: -hmm. playing. Yeah.
1: Do you want to stay, actually, let me ask... Can I talk about the f- the filming oopsie here, or do you want to stay in serious emotional mode and talk about the end of the book and come back to it later?
0: Uh, can we stay in serious mode?
1: Yes. hmm
0: Okay. Oh, fuck. I forgot to say that when Sam realizes Frodo is going, he is crying, and he literally says you can't leave. You can't
1: mean- yeah, he says you can't mean that.
0: And then you can't leave. Yeah. And if I mean, he's saying you can't leave me like
1: don't go where I can't follow continues to be Sam's like emotional thesis. It's God
0: fucking damn it. Like, yeah. And also when Frodo turns back and smiles at them, like Sam smiles back at him through his tears. Oh, God. Yeah. I know. Fuck. Okay. Now I'm actually crying.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then very abruptly, we find ourselves back in the Shire. Sam is walking down the lane to his house.
0: His garden, the garden outside of his house, is so well done. There are these just, like, huge nasturtiums growing everywhere, like, up the walls of the cottage and, like, through the fence. And there are cosmos blooming. And, the, like, it's just...
1: Big sunflowers. It's
0: just glorious. Like, it is so well done. Designed and evocative and beautiful. And then there's Frodo voiceover saying, I wish I had the exact lines here, but essentially, dear Sam, um, you...
1: You cannot always be torn in two. Yes. You will have to be one and whole for many years. You have so much to enjoy and to be and to do. Your part in this story will go on.
0: Yeah. I wish we had... Just, like, 2% of an indication that Sam would eventually join Frodo.
1: Yeah. That would have been a huge adaptational... They made some big adaptational swings. Like, that would have been a big one.
0: But, I mean, but he... Like, it's in the appendix. Yeah. So that's not them changing anything.
1: I'm torn between no homo cynicism and the ways in which they did highlight and put center stage their relationship here like
0: yeah i do like i do like that they have the line like you cannot always be torn into i mean there is a clear indication there that like sam
1: between your two loves
0: right sam has feelings for both of them (laughs) anyways yeah and sam you know as that voiceover is happening like returns home and rosie comes out to meet him and his two children so far i mean rosie is holding the younger one and the other one um, is eleanor eleanor, eleanor comes yes. running
1: out i love when kids get carried like like may holding on to totoro style where it's just like star starfished
0: uh-huh. it's it's sweet and
1: that's and it's so f- and they walk. they all go inside together and the door closes and that's the end that's it it's like Perfectly satisfying and also completely unsatisfying. Yeah. I really think they adapted the ending of the text very well. He was back. Yeah. Um, You said, I do have to point out, Rosie, when she comes out to greet Sam, like has her little hobbit Durndale on and also a choker in- and. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember, did you say this you or did said, I
0: say this? You said that you liked her choker and I was like, yeah, that's how you know she's a sexy hobbit.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how you know she's the sexy hobbit. Yeah.
0: Um, She's actually not the only hobbit woman to wear a choker. Um, I'm sure. But yeah.
1: The door closes. It lingers on the like round hobbit door for a minute and then it fades to black and it says the end and then, you know, goes into credits Annie Lennox's Into the West is playing. And I think the first thing we see is actually a Tolkien art. It's of the Gateway to Moria. But then all of the credits, like the running visual behind all of them, is the art of John Howe and Alan Lee. Their influence on how this series looks like cannot be understated. They are so foundational yeah. to it. And so I love that they actually include just that art uh, yes, here at the. It's
0: great. Credits. And. The depictions of the characters
1: are a little hit or miss. There are some character... I don't know who did the character portraits. They're... Yeah, they are kind of a weird mixed bag because some of them are very good and some of them feel a little wonky.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about all of the, like, the scouring of the Shire stuff being gone completely?
1: works completely for me. I think before we read these books for this I would have said cut it out of the books it's totally worthless. Oh damn. And having read them now I still there's parts of it that I don't love but I see what it adds and adaptationally it makes a lot of sense to forego it and I think that they threaded an incredibly narrow needle and like stuck the landing i think that would have been impossible with more (sighs) cadenzas afterwards you know i think you're probably
0: right and i'm still kind of sad about it
1: the two things that i can appreciate about the Scouring of the shire despite all the things that i don't like about it are that, one, I like to see the stakes yeah. at home, and that, like, of course, like, nothing in the world is an island. Like, nothing is in a vacuum, not even the Shire. Yeah, exactly. And two, I like to see the characters as they have grown and changed back in their original context, and how those two things are in Yeah, you know?
0: Yeah, they have to sort of figure out how to integrate and, like, cope with challenges. Yeah. In new ways, but also in ways that fit with the Shire.
1: Yeah, straight up, I don't think that they would have had time, even if they had cut, time to show that. And also, to. I would rather have the thing that they communicated in the end, which is that Frodo cannot re-engage.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, it keeps a much cleaner through line of that arc for Frodo that he has changed in ways that the Shire has not or in ways that the others have right. not, or, you know, that he right. he can't reintegrate. Yeah, I agree. I just, this is why I'm a movie hater. I'm not a movie hater. I don't mean it, but I just want it all. I get yeah. it.
1: Part of it, too, is, like, we talked about this briefly in the last episode about the books, but, like, I hate, I hate endings, obviously. Like, I'm a human mm-hmm. who fears change and you want the good things to last forever and this movie i think takes that like channels that dissatisfaction with endings it like into the ending uh, in a way that just really works like it makes it hit deeper than i think it otherwise would have you know i don't know if i'm explaining (laughs) that very well but it feels like it's it it knows and is conscientious of the fact that you could never... (laughs) Like, how do you wrap that up and be happy with it? Yeah. (sighs) I have two major things I want to talk about. Okay, yes. One, I want to go back and talk about the oopsies, unless you're still in Feelingstown.
0: No, go ahead.
1: Okay. When they were filming the scene at the Gay Havens of everyone preparing to leave... The actors of The Four Hobbits were really n- nervous about it because it's a really big emotional scene. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You have to convey that really well. Like, that's like a thing you can't fuck up. And it's also yeah. hard because you're in yeah. those feelings yourselves. Like, it's just, it's hard. Yeah. And so they did it. Everyone was so relieved that they like got through it. They realized that they had like taken a break for lunch and Sean Astin had not put back on his waistcoat. And so there was a continuity error because in some of the scenes he would have been wearing his coat and some he wouldn't. And so yeah. they had to re-film it uh-huh. all again. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I'll link to like the video interviews of them talking about, it, cause they can obviously explain it better than I can, but it's just one of those like, Oh my God. Um, And two, now that I've just defended this ending, the greatest adaptational failure is that they do not return Bill the Pony. Where's Bill, Peach?
0: I was going to wait to talk about that for the horses, but I wanted to take a quick break first.
1: Okay, I will hold on to my rage, but only for a brief time. Yes. Fucking fuck.
0: Justice for Bill.
1: It's inexcusable (laughs) to not bring my boy back yeah maybe the pony and the horse who portrayed Bill became so famous through the first movie that they couldn't the trilogy could no longer afford them as actors. Uh-huh. It's actually a great success story for
0: uh uh-huh. the horse
1: actors whose names I can't remember.
0: Shane was one of them.
1: Shane was the horse or was Shane yeah. the pony? No Shane was the no, horse Shane was the horse. The pony had remember. a pretentious little name. Like, it started with an R, I think.
0: Reginald. That's not what its name was. Um, they should have brought Bill back. Rastus! There's...
1: Oh, yeah,
0: Rastus. Rastus is such a wow. good name. Okay, no reference whatsoever to Bill, um, which is an absolute injustice. Instead, we have the hobbits on four new ponies. Most of them, I think, we have a pretty good idea of. I think Frodo's pony is the one that we're least
1: sure about, yeah.
0: Because in that initial shot, it looks pretty chestnut, like a very brown chestnut, but like it looks a lot darker later.
1: Yeah, let's let's set up an overview really fast. So we see. The hobbits ride into the Shire. It's a shot from the back in which it is their size size doubles. size double actors on ponies. Yes, so that the scale looks correct. And then we yeah. see those horses again. This time from the perspective of Farmer Maggot. It's when they're looking at each other, and it is um, our main four on horses. Which, yeah, which like we really just
0: get little glimpses of, but yes.
1: Yeah, so we're uh, in our like naming and numbering here. We are following our canonical horse theory. So we see eight different horses, but it's intended to just be four. The Frodo's pony, Mary's pony, Pippin's pony, Sam's pony.
0: Yeah, and really, I don't think we actually see a horse version of Sam's yeah. pony. It's not in the That's shot. True. We yeah, just we just see Pitt Sam, and Mary like, and waist up. Yeah.
1: yeah. This is at 348.02 for context. I know everyone who yes. listens to this podcast is waiting <laughs> desperately for us to see timestamps <laughs> so they can boot up the DVD and follow along. Mm-hmm.
0: Frodo is on a, just like a brown pony. When we see the full horse size, the the Elijah Wood horse, the pony size large, Let's say large double,
1: small double.
0: The the large guy.
1: The large guy. Frodo's large guy. Um,
0: It is a bay with a star, but the pony is definitely not a bay. It's definitely like more uniformly colored so canonically we're calling it uh chestnut or brown because we mostly see the actual pony and not the horse double do you can we are we gonna name this horse just right now
1: uh let's because there's only four and we're talking about the same scene i i'd rather just let's talk about all of them yeah yeah yeah. because we don't have far to go back
0: Yes, Mary is on a whitish pony, and the horse double is also whitish. We have no other information.
1: Yeah, and we can tell it's Mary from the like back shot, um, because Mary has He's like a green, a green cloak green... with a gold trim, which is yes. Rohan colors.
0: Yes. Behind Pippin.
1: Yeah, Pippin in a, a dark cloak with a red lining and gold trim, which is Gondor colors.
0: Yeah. I said metallic trim. I think it's sort of silvery and gold, but yes. Yeah,
1: it's probably like silvery, but I wrote down gold, which is what I must have thought yeah. at the time. And then his lastly his pony
0: his you didn't say anything about his horse. His oh, I'm pony sorry. is I got
1: cloak distracted.
0: Dark. And the horse also looks dark, like brownish black, but in the glimpse that we have of its face, it looks like it has some like Ticking or brindle or, like, some slightly lighter color variation on its face.
1: Yeah, it's I wrote down, like, a brownish-black color shift.
0: Yeah. And then Sam, our dear Sam, is on a pony that is, like, a like Palomino sort of situation with a very fluffy flaxen mane.
1: It should be. should be Bill. It should be Bill.
0: By Palomino in case... I don't know, in case you're listening to this and don't know this, but that means, like, the body color is, like, blonde, essentially.
1: Golden, yeah.
0: Like, creamy, golden. There's there's a bit of a range, but, like, essentially, like, blonde. And the mane and tail are, like, flaxen, like yeah. like, white blonde. Okay, what... Are we going to name these horses? Do we want them to be a set in some way? Or are we just naming each of them what they, you know. Dude,
1: I don't know. I feel names? so, this is like so intimidating because this is, the, we're, we're only naming like six horses today. It's the last horses.
0: Yeah, because besides these four, we have two others. So yeah, the literally the last horses that we are going to name in this whole project
1: I Fuck. do think we should name Fuck. Mary's pony, his Rohirrim name, Holdwine. Oh. Yeah.
0: Holdwine? We have not have used we, that We yet. haven't used that yet?
1: Um, I updated the uh, document today to make sure that, no, we did not use Holdwine. We were holding on to it. Um, But that does, if we do that, it does reduce our ability to like do a set, you know?
0: It's okay. I would like I would like these names to all be loosely related to ways yeah. that the hobbits have changed or things yeah. about coming home. And oh, so white yeah, yeah. line fits into that. Uh but it gives us like a lot of room for a variety of names. Does the White Tree of Gondor have like is there a name for that plant or flower or is there any like is there a name for it
1: uh this iconic tree it was fashioned in the image of tel Parian, elder of the two trees of valinor sildur planted a sapling of the white tree in memory of his brother anorian and then aragorn finds the fourth white tree on the slopes of mendoluin so mm-hmm. no it doesn't the tree itself doesn't have a name, although it again it is modeled off of Telperian, which is the tree in Valinor. So that might be Yeah. Telperion is not that to
0: name yeah, do you wanna name Pippin's? Yeah. Is that T E L and then second word P E it's
1: it's a single word. This is must be similar stuff. Uh, The Two Trees of Valinor, Lorelin, the Gold Tree, and Telperion, the Silver Tree, Mm. T-E-L-P-E-R-I-O-N. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. God, who do you want to, which would you like to succinctly categorize next, Sam's Sam's return or Frodo's
0: (laughs) return? Fuck. Um, I'm looking at synonyms for homecoming. Homecoming as in return and homecoming as in reunion. Um, Although return has a lot more. Yeah. Recrudescence. That's not a word I know. I'm thinking about restoration. Um, I don't know if like I want to use that word itself as a name. I'm just. Yeah.
1: Something about like Sam, Sam being whole.
0: Oh, what's
1: the word
0: for that? You know the like mending cracks with gold thing.
1: Kitsuragi, I believe. No, no, Kintsugi. K- Kitsuragi is Kim Kitsuragi yeah, I was Disco Elysium, that I've been thinking about a lot. It's Kintsugi, My bad.
0: I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be appropriative, but I'm. I am thinking about that sort of concept.
1: What if we use an elvish word here? Because. Sam, at like, at the beginning the of the elves. journey, like, wanted nothing more than to see an elf. And then here at the end, he's seen the elves and experienced them, and then we know, but he does not know yet, we will go across uh, yeah. the sea to live with them. So what if we use an elvish word?
0: Yeah. I'm gonna look at the Quenya one, and you look at the Sindarin one.
1: Yes. Hmm. You fucking hate opening links. There's nothing you hate more than opening links. No, a link. I
0: tried to open a link, and it was like, you can't download this file, but I know it's already downloaded, so...
1: What the okay. fuck? Oh, yeah. What? Okay. Oh, just looking at words and feeling emotions. Yeah.
0: I was hoping for... Something mend-related, but that's apparently not an option. I'll keep looking.
1: Yeah, I found there's a word for um, like whole or complete as an adjective, yeah. which is great.
0: What is that word?
1: P-A-N-T or P-A-I-N-T, pant or paint, which hmm. okay. isn't quite...
0: Yeah, but yeah. okay, we can do something with that yeah, potentially. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm
1: looking at oh, can you many look versions up? of make... To see if it's yes. about, like, or about, can like you being made whole.
0: Also, look up again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bro. I know.
1: That's hurtful. I know. Is there
0: a hole in your? I have not gotten there yet. I'm looking at repair, and then I will.
1: Oh, I'll look, look at repair it. as well.
0: There's a repose, rest, peace. That's a word, Sarah. Also anything like garden or gardener related?
1: Yeah, that feels more like in the books, how much like Sam's gardening is like not just a personality thing, but like a like That's like
0: his his calling useful
1: in like molding yeah. the world to be a, a better place thing. Yeah. Hole
0: is quanda.
1: Oh dude, what if it's like repaired heart?
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh, quandore um would be whole heart.
1: That's not bad. Innesta is like healed heart.
0: Mm.
1: We're just we're doing such extreme like word salad here, but I that's know. okay. Yeah,
0: that's okay. This is I don't know, a little less Literal, maybe? Enderda. The final E has an umlaut, which I'm not typing, but means heart
1: seed. That's a nice name, and I it feels, like, book relevant in a nice way. Yeah. Enderda. And what are the stems there?
0: Enda, a means heart. Um And day means seed.
1: Yeah, that's nice. Yeah.
0: Okay. okay. And now Frodo's horse. Uh, hey, what's the elvish for eternal twilight?
1: Oh, no. Yeah, okay.
0: Oh. oh, man, there are a lot of elvish words for twilight. Damn.
1: Yeah, there's a lot for eternal, too.
0: I need a new page for this.
1: Evening, twilight, and eternal are, like, next to each other in my dictionary Uh, here. Yeah. What, um... Um, eternal uh, can be yoreb, U-I-R-E-B, or um, U-I as a prefix, and evening twilight is adwill, A-D-U-I-A-L. I kind of like adwell by itself because it's not, for Frodo, it's not eternal. Like,
0: mm. mm-hmm. he is
1: leaving. Like, he's in twilight for now, but it won't be forever.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you say A-D-U-I-A-L?
1: A-D-U-I-A-L. Yeah, adwell. Adweil instead of, yeah.
0: I don't know. That's how I would pronounce it. it- Might change being combined with other things.
1: What if it's something about? I really liked the description of like the color shift around him from like while he's still here being in the kind of like silver hues of twilight, which becomes like gold when he leaves. Like, Mm. I know we've used silver, like Noro before. What if we did like silver twilight or something?
0: Yeah, or do we want to capture that shift? Like, what if we say like twilight dawn? Mm. So we have that, like I don't know, starting as twilight with the with the promise of dawn.
1: It's it's very similar. They're the same root with a different prefix.
0: Mm, okay. You know. Yeah. Let me look at this one. Mine are more different. Um, dawn here is ara or. Yeah, I don't know. There's an acute accent on the first A, and so I don't know if... Then maybe that's era. Um. My Twilight words are undome, like undomiel. Um, right. Lome and yuale, um, like Y-U-A-L-E. Um, so... Like. Lomera. Would be twilight dawn, in Quenya. I am happy to use just Adriel. Um, we could do like silver, or blue, or something twilight, like that. Um, I also like. Um, Lomera.
1: Yeah, let's sure let's. I like Lomera too because it has since we're naming a horse. It has that like mare root from. Um, yeah,
0: actually, yeah. Because if you com, if you use both without eliding any letters, it has the mm-hmm. full like Mera in there. M E A R A. There is an acute accent on the O. And then in the originals, there's an umlaut on the E and an acute on the first A. But we don't have, because we're combining them, maybe those should go away.
1: Yeah, I, I like Lomera. Let's do that. Um, and the, what are the roots again?
0: Um, Lome is twilight, um, and Era, A R A, is uh, dawn.
1: Lomera, hold wine, telperion, and endear day. Yeah. Order. That's nice.
0: Okay, next. We have another, we didn't, we mentioned the enigma and blaze sighting earlier, but before that, actually, we see another beloved favorite. we
1: see mushroom, mushroom,
0: being led, like, down the same lane
1: as before, It's like, I'm in like, the like, same I really, way, like, it, yeah, these are literally from, like, um, Mushroom is from our first episode. Mushroom is the third horse we ever named on this show. Enigma and Blaze are also from the first episode, but I, like, I cannot, it feels like such a weird special treat, like, made specifically for us. Yeah. That it's here again.
0: Yeah. We love mushroom.
1: Um, that mushroom cameo is at. Did you say the timestamp already? No, I want to give it's it to people. So
0: three forty eight eighteen.
1: Yeah, and then Enigma and Blaze is at three forty eight twenty seven. So they're very close to each other. Yes.
0: Um. Okay, we have two horses left to name, and they are the cor- oh the God. the cart horses. I almost said the court horses. <laughs> 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 um. The cart horses is pulling the cart that Gandalf is driving, that Bilbo is riding in. The first, which is, I think, the one farther away from the camera, we said. Um, yeah, correct. Is a flaxen chestnut um, with, uh, you know, it's a big cart horse, so it's got those like feathered fetlocks and a nice wide blaze. Um, and it has um, white socks all around about knee knee high i think mm-hmm. um yep. and then the one closer to the camera is a bay with a blaze it has tall socks like a little taller than the first um except for the right front like which has no sock naked yeah naked and again black. card horse build feathered fetlocks etc big boy
1: okay i have a pitch For these two. Yeah. Which you can shoot down, because they're the last two horses that we're ever going to name. Uh-huh. And they're cart horses.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: What if we named these two Joey and Caitlin? (gasps) Oh my god. Because it feels like we've carried a lot of, you know, we've done a lot of labor on this yeah. journey. They're literally the last two horses that we see on screen. I, I think maybe we've earned this.
0: Yeah. You're the flax and chestnut, right? And I'm the bay.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay, so number wow. five is Caitlin and number six is Joey. Yeah. Wow. This is great, too, because it really takes some of the pressure off of trying to be <laughs> the last two horses in Middle Earth. Uh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Hey, who's your favorite horse today? We never have to name another horse until the spinoff podcast. <laughs> oh, damn it!
0: <laughs> um, my favorite horse today is—I mean, okay, besides Enigma and Blaze and Mushroom because they've already—it's so they're, exciting they're to see them horses. again. Truly. It's so exciting to see them. My favorite new horse is Endear Day because. They have such a fluffy mane and also their Sam's pony and it's yeah good. We don't have like a good enough shot of this horse on its own to like really capture. I mean, I probably took a screenshot and we will post it, but we also have a picture of like the implied remaining horse there that we will post. The so implied
1: you know. remaining horse. <laughs>
0: I, I, words, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, what we do is completely foolish. Yeah. <laughs> beyond the scope of language. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... I. Yeah. I, it has to be, like, Mushroom and Blazing Enigma. Just, again, I cannot believe, literally, the first episode, because we did all of Fellowship in four episodes, so everything in the Shire is, like, yeah. the first episode. Quarter, but oh, yeah. it, it's so special. It, like, makes me feel like Shadowfax was worth it on some level. Like, it's yeah. like, we get the satisfying ending. We get the return. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's it truly it feels like a miracle because we've talked about how, like, in the book there is such a sense of, like, people being added to the Fellowship and then people being stripped away from the Fellowship and, like, you know, having this construction and deconstruction of, like arc and stuff and like returning to where they started and for us to be able to like return to where we started with those horses is like fucking incredible yeah Yeah. oh
1: my god i'm realizing okay i need to talk about this really quickly and then we'll finish with our horse numbers for the last time um we didn't even we forgot to talk about like when the hobbits are saying goodbye to gandalf like it's their second goodbye like they've already said goodbye oh god before god damn it and like the first time they didn't they didn't get a chance to say goodbye you know they didn't get the it happened so suddenly and they thought that was permanent and the like shock and joy of finding that is not the case and then the the, like gift of having the time like when you didn't When you lose someone and, like, don't get to say goodbye and then have that healed and, like, actually have the time to say goodbye is, like...
0: Yeah. Which, like, fuck, I had forgotten, but, like, Frodo waking up and seeing Gandalf...
1: It's the first time he's seen Gandalf. He does not know that Gandalf is alive. he does
0: not know until then that Gandalf is alive. Oh, my God.
1: Okay. Damn. Just a little aside, because I thought about that when we were watching it and I forgot to say something. Mm -hmm. Okay, so our... Running total of horses from last episode—it's um, actually the number has stayed consistent for a while because we've been looking at
0: the same horses within the same,
1: the same, same host horses. was two thousand and ninety-six, uh, and today we have six horses.
0: So two thousand and seventy-two. What? What? No, Ni- no, I. No, I- <laughs> 96 is that what you
1: said? <laughs> yeah. So it's so 20 it's, the... it's 2102. Oh god. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Some horses got erased.
0: Okay, 2102.
1: Yeah, so that's <sighs> our that's our total for the number of horses we counted in the films. Holy shit. Damn. We know that there's around, like, 300 actual horses.
0: Used in filming. Used. Yeah. Fascinating.
1: Fascinating.
0: How many named horses do we have? Do you know? Uh, that, yes, you have not- I can
1: give you... Uh, Oh, hold on. Actually, I'm sorry. I'll need to do a little bit of... Let me take, like, four minutes, because I have my horse name document, but that includes... Horses that are named from the book.
0: Mm.
1: So I can give you that number. And then if we take like five minutes, I can give you the other number, which we should do because I want to know it here. Yeah. If that's okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So uh, there are 482 named horses, including the named horses from the book, which are not that many, so let me. uh, Okay, one is Stibba, which is Mary's pony. Snowmane. Brago, that's a named horse. Hasafel Ered and Shadowfax himself. Wow. And then I think just Bill the pony and those are the only given names. Oh, Firefoot.
0: Yes. Uh, does wait, does
1: Ewen's horse? And get Geralt? Named? No. We named it, but hers does not canonically have a name. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So there are eight named horses, and we named four eighty two. So four ninety?
0: Named no, the other
1: the other way. 482 includes those A. <laughs> so it's 470. Oh, yeah, but I
0: wasn't I was not sorry. I am curious about how many horse actors we named twice essentially.
1: Oh, I I we'd have to poke through the data for that. I don't I don't have to. Have no,
0: but I mean what I'm saying is if we named 490 horses or 400 we said 490 horses have names whether we named them or they were named canonically
1: 482 have names whether we named them or 482 right, four, is that number. yes
0: 482 yes 482 horses and there were only 300 horses used oh and that means 182 of those horses
1: were used more than once
0: were used more than once, and we have given them multiple names.
1: I see. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting.
0: So, Which is fine, because we've talked about horse characters and not horse actors. But, like, it is interesting that that's...
1: Yeah, so we counted 2,000 horses and named a quarter of those. Wow. Damn. How many horses would you have expected would you have guessed that we would name?
0: I don't know. Didn't we make predictions in, like, the first episode
1: or something? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to go back. We must have. That's interesting. We'll have to listen <laughs> for those. Um, That's so... I can't... Oh, God, I'm so curious to know if we did, like, how many jelly beans. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll revisit. Yeah. Okay. For the final time, our horse, Vow, is
0: complete. Damn. Okay. We already talked about our favorite horses in this episode. That vow is not complete because we are going to somehow, by some miracle, going to rank Uh all Uh of them.
1: Yep. We're gonna (laughs) do that. (laughs) Fuck. I think it's neat that we've assigned ourselves the thesis project as a special little treat. We have to rank...
0: 482 horses. I guess we do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because there's no way to rank the... No. 2,000. No. It's not possible.
0: No. <laughs> we can only rank horses that have names. Um, But that's still 482 <laughs> horses.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh my God.
0: Okay, which brings us to our third vow... Rewrite one of Tolkien's songs per episode live on the pod. What are we rewriting today? Or do you want to do a fully original work?
1: Ah, God. Didn't we say there was something we wanted to save?
0: I think there was a pub song. There was like a Merry and Pippin Green Dragon song, maybe, that we had talked about doing when they came back to the Shire.
1: I know you hate to open a document, but if you wouldn't mind opening the poetry vault with me so that we can <laughs> look at what we've done. I will try. We didn't do the Green Dragon song.
0: Yeah, where, what where is the Green Dragon song? I don't even have the book in front of me. So I
1: don't I didn't bring my we... book either. I'm unprepared.
0: Okay. Can you can you look it up?
1: Yeah. Oh, uh,
0: I just looked back at our The song we wrote last
1: time. Yeah. (laughs) Sam and Frodo. I know. Okay, I sent you...
0: Can you copy and paste it? Into
1: oh, you want you? Sorry, I'm so sorry that I expected you to open another link. Let me copy and paste that for you. I've opened
0: the first one on my phone. I can't, like, I cannot open it on my computer. It is not. (laughs) Oh, right. Um, because it's like
1: comes from the
0: green dragon,
1: dun 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 dun. Yeah. You can drink your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only brew for the brave and true (laughs) comes from the green dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't take the opportunity when we were here when we were in the same place and dressed as hobbits to fucking stomp oh around and sing this song. God! Oh my God! Oh my God. I have. Well, we'll, we'll rectify this yeah. in a couple of. Gotta, months. Yeah,
0: I gotta work on that. Um, okay, okay, okay. Um, what?
1: This has got to be about horses. What's hey, I have a novel idea. <laughs> I think.
0: Do you want to write a song about horses, Caitlin?
1: We should write this fucking song about horses.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, what if for the last one it's just all maze? No. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm struggling with the meter of this one. Like it makes sense in the second verse, because I've heard you sing it, and I'm just like, it's not sticking in my brain Can I tell you something? I don't
1: think they sing the first verse in the movie. Oh, Oh, no. No, here it is. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sending you, like, you are gonna need to open it so you can watch them perform it. (sighs) Fine. Yeah, the meter is a little funky in the first bit. Oh, they're singing it in a round! (gasps) Yeah. Joey, this is so up your alley.
0: The second verse feels clearer to me, so I'm going to, like, stick with that in terms of meter. Yeah, definitely. Even though, you know, just, like, it's easier to to Well, yeah, because we're we're um, not going to write a
1: poem because part of it is, like, sung in the little round. We're not going to mess around with that. What if?
0: Yeah, what's what's the thing?
1: Uh, so I was speculating that maybe we sh- it should be about horses. Uh-huh,
0: right. But the,
1: like, point of the song is like the best beer is at the green dragon
0: uh-huh you what know if who else is at the green dragon
1: enigma in place Fucking yes. chilling. i was gonna say what if we write this from the perspective of the institution which is the best horse names come from shadow facts podcast oh and then we can work in some of our favorite horse names is that too much okay. to bite off?
0: No, I think that's doable.
1: It's a little fourth wall breaking for the last the last one. Yeah. We can also yeah, yeah, do yeah. it a little more straight yeah. up if you prefer, but
0: comes from Shadow Facts Pod. <laughs> 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 uh
1: like I think we've done our fair share of sad serious Songs and I'm ready yes. for something yes. goofy and foolish for the last yeah, one. Yeah,
0: go out on a boisterous note. Ghoulish and foolish, um,
1: foo foofy, go- mm-hmm. foofy and mm. ghoulish. Ah, mm. I'm lost. You can name your horses. The only brew for the brave and true is—it's not a brew. What if it's blurry screenshots? <laughs>
0: Yes, I think that's going to be rough, just, like, word-wise, yeah. cadence-wise. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to... I wanted to start with, like, you can name your horses something generic, um, but the only thing I can think of is Blaze, and we named a horse Blaze.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you meant something... We can name your horses something generic, <laughs> them something stupid. Um.
0: Okay. What if for the first two lines we say, "You can name them boring names. You can pretend you do not see them." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love that. Um, the only the only the only yeah. tiny smidgen of thing is we have name and name you can name them boring names
0: i you can you can don't give care. them boring you can give yes them you boring. can you can give them boring names you can pretend you do not see them um but over here in i don't know whatever um every Every horse deserves everything. <laughs> um, I I don't have words there yet, but like but that's yeah. what I want the the first verse to be is sort of the the thesis of like other people can like ignore those horses or name them boring things, but like we want to give every horse a good name, a name that it needs. Yeah. Um, you can
1: give them boring names. Does it need that you can? Is it you can give them? No, more just names, say pretend um, you, can, you pretend, pretend you,
0: do. you do not see them. Yeah, that's yeah. that's better. It
1: doesn't need that. Pretend you do yeah. not
0: see them. Um. But over here at Shadow Effects, are we doing so the rhyme? Hmm. There's not a.
1: There's not a rhyme in the.
0: No, like first. wide and dry is kind of a slant rhyme and brown and hometown is a rhyme, but then flagging and dragon, yes. So it's just totally inconsistent. Yeah. Um probably if we can do a um a like rhyme lines 2 and 4. That would be in nice. Each of these verses that would be nice.
1: Yeah, totally. But they're already on our list. Can we rhyme museum and them? <laughs> no. Um, what what rhymes with them for that two and four? Them.
0: Uh, I don't know. Um,
1: I really like pretend you do not see them. I'm very committed to keeping that. Because that's, it's yeah. very
0: funny to me. I, I need, we need horse or horses to be in one of these lines because we have not said horse yet.
1: Mm, yeah. Um. Jim. Condemn. Jim. can con- Jim. Jim. Okay. Like hidden Jim. Yes. Yes. Uh, um. Rim. <laughs> well, like, we'll remember them. Slim. Oh, him and ha, ha my and him. It's something, something. Ha and him could be funny. Every horse.
0: Um, I don't know. This is. Oh my god! Not oh, wh- perfect. What? Perfect. If...
1: Okay. Okay. Go ahead. No, please do yours first.
0: Okay, you can give them boring names. Pretend you do not see them, but we believe that every horse deserves a name that is a gem.
1: Yeah, that's not bad.
0: I I like, but we believe that every horse. I am open to workshopping.
1: Yeah. Um, here's okay, the here's the, line, the lines that that's... I have, which has a, a Tolkien-esque rhyme. Uh-huh. You can give them boring names, pretend you do not see them, but they're already on our list with a screenshot for to see um <laughs> yeah okay
0: yeah i mean i can't i'm so like i still like my but but we believe that every horse but like i that's that's better
1: um let's take we believe we can start with we believe that every horse for the next line because i like the we believe that every horse okay i really like being able to reference our stupid screenshots and also to 4-2-C um feels really yeah fun to sing
0: okay sorry how did that go again
1: Uh, the second two are, but they're already on our list with a screenshot for to see them. (laughs) (laughs) This is so dumb. I love this. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, we believe that every horse needs a name like (laughs) Passamentary.
1: Yeah. Uh, we believe that every horse deserves its own headcanon. (laughs) Okay, but we have to remember. So we need to set up here, um, the rhyme to line with. Yeah, I think. Yes, we we should aim for pod because comes from shadow. Facts pod has better flow than come from shadow. Fat axe, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What do you? Comes from shadow. Facts. Comes from shadow. Facts pod. I honestly, they're both they're both seventies. They're both seven out of tens, you know. Yeah. We can we can see which one is easier to rhyme with. F- Shadow, f- what what give what does fax gives us for a rhyme? Axe impacts tracks. Uh, fax is kind of a tricky rhyme. Yeah. Pod gives us god squad facade.
0: Um. We believe that every horse needs a name straight from God. (laughs) God. Uh, The other... The problem with the pod rhyme is Uh it's, like, it's on the offbeat, so, Mm. like, then... Ideally, the rhyme also has to be that sort of, like, da-da, like, da-pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a little, I don't know.
1: Because the rhyme schemes on either aren't great. Do we get something better if we shadow, well, no, shadow facts and podcast, like, almost rhyme. Mm. We could end on something, something, podcast.
0: Mm, yeah, that's true. Um,
1: podcast already has that done, that perfect, like, it fits there.
0: Yeah, but do we have something then that rhymes with that to use in the line, too?
1: Do we have something that rhymes with cast? Last, no one asked. (laughs) Which is really good. I like, we believe that every horse, line, but we could start with every horse deserves a name, even though nobody asked. (laughs)
0: Yes, except that I want to not split asked into two syllables if possible. Okay, well, okay, we have things like broadcast and forecast, but that all uses cast itself. There's like walk past, tour past, sword past, crawl past, um your last, long last something. Last, yeah.
1: Fast. Yeah, I, I really I really liked no one asked. Um, if we can maybe rework the line so that we're not splitting the ask, even if. Buddy, mm. it's it's yeah, hard because it it's, wants it's to truff. split. Yes. Something about like every horse deserves a name, even if no one asked, is extremely funny to me.
0: I think it's funny. I just don't know if we can make it work satisfyingly. I mean, it could be like every horse deserves a name, even if they only ran
1: past. Um, oh, oh, that's, that's, that works really well, actually. Even if they only ran past. Yeah, that's, that's, that works great. Even if they only ran past. Um. (laughs) This is my favorite poem I've ever written. (laughs) Oh, um, shoot. We, we started both stanzas with name as the ending word. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. You can give them boring names, no. and every horse deserves a name.
0: That's fine. Um, okay. Uh, hold on just a second. Also, it's a, a
1: lie because thing. we only named a couple of horses
0: that I know. we saw. We could not see the other one. I mean, we could see them, but we couldn't. We couldn't. Yeah. Pretend you do not see them is sort of a we are projecting at other people things that we are, in fact, guilty of. Yeah. Um, what are some of our weirder horse names that we've used?
1: Oh, there's a lot. The thing is, we only have a line I, to fit in some weird horse I names. Know. So, I was thinking maybe this third line could be about how many horses there are. Mm. Like, every horse deserves the name, even if they only ran past 2,000. Some men going strong on our Lord of the Ri- On our... Do-do-do podcast.
0: Okay, I was thinking... Um, uh, what's a three-syllable horse name that we have Um, used?
1: I just closed all my horse names. Um, I'm trying to think about, like, what our, like, big impact names are. Hmm. I guess 2000 and going strong implies that we're still going. Yeah, are, and also we have fact, not named 2000 horses. We've
0: named 470 474.
1: Two- four. Yes. Four, we named we named exactly 474, which actually fits the scheme really well, 400 474. 74 on our podcast. podcast. Okay.
0: I'm I'm still uh, Okay, I just I would, let me let me could, tell you what I had in mind uh-huh. which is every horse deserves a name even if they only ran past enigma tassel obscura our names from this damn podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um that is fun. I really like the last line um on our damn podcast.
0: Yeah. Or on,
1: I guess I I this. F- maybe this is being overly picky, but I feel like if we're gonna pick out names, I want more time than just a line. Yeah, um, hundred and
0: seventy-four
1: named on our damn podcast.
0: Yeah, I think named on this damn podcast is a little easier than our.
1: Yeah, named on this damn podcast. yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Next time we can write an additional, st- we can write some additional stands That are just, like, names, names in str- this.
0: strung together, yeah.
1: Oh my god, Joey, what if, Caitlin cut this out. <gasps> Joey, what if for the next podcast?
0: Yes. <sighs> okay, are we gonna sing this together?
1: Yeah, I think we should.
0: You can give give them boring names, pretend you do not see them, but they're already on our list with a screenshot for to see them. Every horse deserves a name, even Even if they they only ran
1: past 474. Named on this damn podcast. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Wow. wow, this was I, I love this poem. I'm so happy with this,
0: yeah, and it's like actually a fucking song because the movie gave us music,
1: yeah, so that's our third vow complete.
0: The fourth vow is to answer the call of Gondor when the beacon is lit, and I am lighting the beacon right now. Oh shit. I'm lighting the beacon, and I want to know if you were returning to the Green Dragon after thirteen months away what would you order?
1: I get the sense that they only, they don't got a big menu. They got ale. They got maybe like a mead. Mm Mm-hmm. Do they have liquor?
0: Probably not.
1: I'm asking Rosie, I'm asking Rosie Cotton to make me a hot girl drink and she can decide what that means. (laughs) Uh... No, I mean, actually, like, a big ceramic tankard of, like, an ale does sound quite nice.
0: They also have food. I'm not just talking about drinks mm. here.
1: Yeah, I want some sort of, like, I want the in-special. Yeah, some sort of fucking stew with some big crusty bread. Mm-hmm. Give me a slice of cheese straight from the wheel.
0: Yeah.
1: I picked I an like... apple on my way in.
0: Oh, damn. I feel like probably they have a few options in terms of, like, I mean, they've got to have, like, more of, like, a stout or something and, like, a lighter ale,
1: right? Yeah, I definitely, I would take, like, a lager or something, something a little lighter. Okay. I want the little, I want the Mm -hmm. little ceramic jar of some sort of mustard with a little wooden spoon. Oh, yeah. I want that fresh churned butter, if you know what I mean, Mrs. Cotton, the <laughs> wink.
0: <laughs> okay, I am assuming that they also have cider. Um, mm, yeah.
1: They, oh, they've got to have cider.
0: I bet they have just, like, such good cider. Um, So, I want some fucking cider. I want, like, a savory pie. I want oh, yeah. like a like a pie with like potatoes and meat and cheese oh and stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably also some more vegetables. I don't know.
1: Peas, you gotta have peas in there in that pie.
0: Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, that um, sounds great. Yeah. That's what I want. Also crusty bread and butter.
1: That's a um, that's a given. And cheese. I want the Wikipedia image of a plowman's lunch, which is, you know, a metal mug of presumably beer, a mm-hmm. big slice of bread, and then some just slices of raw onion and some cheese. Oh,
0: <laughs> fuck, yeah. <laughs> um, I also, I don't know, I feel like there's got to be like a, like a seasonal fruit cobbler with like clotted cream.
1: Oh, or like a little like honey cake.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Have Honey you watched
1: cake. the Binging with Babish No. Uh, Lord of the Rings special?
0: No. I haven't watched okay. any Binging with Babish, but I did not know that that's there was Lord of the Rings special.
1: fair. I don't know how much tolerance you have for, like, dudes cooking stuff YouTube. Um, I don't watch
0: anybody cooking stuff YouTube, so...
1: That's... How do you think about food, then?
0: <laughs> I don't. That might be the problem. <laughs> what?
1: Okay, this is... Uh, I thought we were a, a can in this way, so I'm kind of shocked right now. Um, no, it's... This guy cooks a bunch of hobbity food. Wow. Um, hold on. Let me see if the... What I, I mean,
0: he this really is. is... I've been so, like, food burnt out lately, and m- maybe that really is, like, what I need to do.
1: It's an iced tea loaf, standing rib <sighs> roast, French apple tart, salmon leek tart... Mince pies, oh honey cakes, oh salted pork, uh, seed cake, mashed potatoes, and bot. rabbit stew.
0: Damn.
1: I'm sending you. I'm sending you the link right now. It seriously, okay. it's it's a good watch for if you want to feel like you are making your little publy order.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other beacon lighting? Do you have a beacon to light?
1: No, I don't because we've been recording for like 3 hours and I have Okay, been to yeah. Too. but yeah, okay. I just want to say um this is this is not quite the end. We have a few more things coming down the pipe, but this is kind of the end of the main line. Like we we have finished our quest. Like we Yeah. Almost 2 years ago said we wanted to do this thing and we actually f- fucking did it and finished it which is probably
0: 2 years ago we did say we wanted to do this thing and then we started We were the- we
1: were talking about it in January of 2 years ago. January, really? Yeah, because we were we were tossing around the idea in a discord with some friends like several months before the pandemic and then decided to do it in quarantine. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, So Yeah, well, okay, yeah. February seven, you said, yo, Shadow Facts might be it.
1: Yeah, Um, so it's been two two years.
0: And I said, I think it's got to be Shadow Facts, and we'll open with Welcome to Shadow Facts, a podcast about the Lord of the Rings, but only the horse parts, and then our outro will be Unison Chanting of one horse to rule them all, etc. There it is, baby. The origin story. (laughs) Um but, yes, we will have at least one more episode published that is, like, horse ranking and wrap-up stuff. And we may have some interview stuff before then. Um, and some other, some other, I don't know, um, supplementary material, let's say. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, yeah, this is, I on. mean, it's been so special to do this. Like, Yeah. Thanks to everyone who listened to this uh, through, like, yeah. bad audio and, like, five-hour episodes. And it's just, like, listening to two dorks, like, name horses. It was like never five hours. It was four hours. Sometimes. A five-hour recording, four-hour episode. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's such bizarro niche content. You and- really
0: have been on a journey if you have stuck with this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and thanks, Joey, for doing this with me. Like, I can't think of yeah, anyone else who would be better suited for this um, endeavor. Uh, it's been
0: just, like, such a pleasure to get to, like, dive into all of this with you every... I mean, it used to be, like, every two weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> rip, rip to our posting times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I hope... That it has brought you joy in some way, all of you listeners.
1: Yeah. yeah, I know that we do it in the outro, but should we just for shits and giggles on end on a one horse to rule them all because we're fucking here at the end and oh doing God. whatever we yeah. want. It's we're loose in the pasture and going shit show fucking buck wild. We
0: can't sync up, but yes. Um, uh, how does it go again? Um, one
1: horse to rule, rule
0: them all. Them all. Oh. Yes, oh, that's that's all it is. I forgot yeah. that it wasn't the whole yes.
1: no, we didn't do the whole thing. <laughs> right.
0: that's good. <laughs> um, no, i i th- I mean, our outro says it already. I just want to tell everyone to stay horsey.
1: Thank you for listening. The music you heard at the beginning was "Horse by Horse," arranged and performed by Caitlin and Joey. That's us. You can listen to it again at SoundCloud.com/shadowfaxpod. The cover art was made by Annie Johnston. Click at Dancingaroo on Twitter. I'm Caitlin. My pronouns are they/them, and you can follow me at Chalo and Behold on Twitter. You can follow the show at Pod and email your horse-related Lord of the Rings questions to shadowfaxpod at gmail.com. Joining me on this journey there and back again is...
0: Joey. My pronouns are they, he, and you can follow me on Twitter at joeytheprince. If you want to read and watch along, check the episode description for the segment we'll cover next time.
1: This has been Shadow Facts.
0: One, One horse, horse to rule them all! all.